Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. My debut book, Manifest, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life, is out now, and you can order it from Amazon, Wallstones, or any other major bookshop. In this book, you will learn absolutely everything that you need to know about manifestation. You will understand that it really is a self-development practice to live by, to empower yourself, to step into your light, to become the best version of yourself that exists, and to attract anything you want into your life. I cannot wait for you all to read it. And if you love it, please don't forget to rate and review on Amazon, Audible, or wherever you purchased it from. Thank you so much and happy manifesting. Hello and welcome back to The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxy Nafusi. Today, I am so excited to have the absolutely incredible Jasmine Hemsley on the show. Jasmine is a three-time best-selling author, the founder of Hemsley & Hemsley and East by West, a TV presenter, chef, food and health writer, restaurateur and well-being expert. I have honestly looked up to Jasmine for so long. Um, I don't know if I've even ever shared this or if she knows, but she is definitely someone who really inspired me in my own career and journey. And I've wanted her on the show for so long. I must have asked her about a hundred times. I did not give up. She's finally here. Hi, Jasmine. Oh my gosh. How am I, what am I supposed to say after that? My face. I'm so glad you're not videoing me. My drawers on the floor. I'm, I'm, I'm honored and I'm blushing <laughs> oh thank what you so thank much you. oh it's so nice to chat to you Roxy and I've just been watching what you're doing and um oh I think we're gonna have a really lovely chat today so I'm very much looking Aww. forward to this and congrats you're a new mum new-ish Aww. how old is she now she She's turned so a year last weekend oh did it feel I, no, I feel like the one like the first birthday does feel really surreal you're like Whoa. oh everything about it is surreal I you know I honestly if we didn't have all these smartphones I, I mean we have smartphones and I still can't remember the newborn stage or yeah. her without teeth or what what I did when she didn't crawl and walk I mean it's oh my goodness talk about having to just train yourself to be in the moment just to just to enjoy it 100 so Jasmine on this show we basically go straight in to your first defining moment that got you to where you are today my first defining moment oh my goodness um so I've made notes about three moments that defined me I don't know my first defining moment is not as in whatever happened to me in my life Mm. but when I did a little brainstorm on this um which I don't, which I'm, I'm not always doing when I'm prepping for podcasts, but I knew I'd go all over the place on this one because we're going to have such a good chat. Um, I had at 21, I developed a fear of flying mm. and um, I was with an ex-boyfriend coming back from Thailand and we hit uh, some kind of storm right at the beginning of the flight and it went all over the place. Nothing happened, terrible happened, but it was pretty shaky and I didn't realize how much it shook me up and from then for the next oh I say at least two years intensely I had a fear of flying I couldn't be driven I had to drive and um, even on the underground there was only certain tube lines I would take um, because I just felt so out of control so this is in yeah 2000 and where are we now it's about 2010-11 is that right how old am I Yes, 2010, 11. Um, and I just forgot 
I just got really freaked out about not being in control. And I say that now as a phrase. I mean, I was having panic attacks, I think. But back then, you know, this was not kind of the language of the day. And I didn't really know what was happening. I don't think I'd even use the word anxious back then or anxiety. You know, I was in my 20s. So no, this is, sorry, this is the year 2000, year 2001. Um, and yes, it kind of sent me on a whole journey of self-discovery and understanding what was happening in my mind body. I was modeling at the time, which involved a lot of travel. And I was very much, uh, don't chat about these things, you know, pull your socks up and get on with it. And I just kept on flying and I, you know, and I kept on having what I, what I realized now were panic attacks. Um, I would hold strangers' hands on flights. Um, I would not properly sit on my seat because I felt like my weight was going to make the plane go down. Every time a stewardess stomped along the, um, the aisle, I would be like, oh my God, she's going to mess up the plane. Or, you know, this, these kind of crazy thoughts were going through my mind. But at the same time, I knew they weren't rational. So I just kept stuffing them down. Um, and it was about that time that I also got into yoga. Yoga was kind of just taking off. Um, and I started to develop this sense of, you know, being able to calm myself and um, a little bit of mind over matter um, and, and understand the mind-body connection, you know, what I was thinking would affect my body and the way my body was reacting would affect my thoughts. I think I did some hypnosis with a lady, which was completely, you know, this is 20 years ago. It was not part of my language, this alternative kind of space, but I was so desperate. And I also did a course online um, studying what happens, you know, what has to go wrong in, and in what order for a flight to have a problem um, to help me to kind of feel safe. I basically had a big fear of turbulence and this idea of actually even being in the sky and who did, who did humans think they were after that flight. So, yeah, I was very shaken up and, um, and I knew I had to get on top of it, especially because um, I had uh, a trip to Barbados booked um, as one of my modelling jobs. And I was given, I think I had at least three months, if not more, notice, which is quite rare. It doesn't normally happen that way. Normally you kind of cast for it and you go um, a week later or the next day. Um, and as it got closer, my agency knew that I was having real trouble. And my, one of my bookers said, look, Jazz, let's just take you off this job I just can see it's really eating you up and you know you don't have to do this if you don't want and I thought do you know what I, I have to do this if I don't go to Barbados I'm basically saying I can't get over this situation that I'm in and so yeah I did the did the hypnosis I, I got into my yoga I was also taking a lot of diazepam at the time from the doctors but I was <laughs> overriding it on every flight that's how bad it got oh me. My, my, my body was overriding two, five, ten milligrams of diazepam. And Ooh. I just found I found a friend, um, well, a, a, another model who became a friend. And I just said, please look after me on this flight because I knew we were going. And off we went. And I had to use all these techniques that I developed. And I got there. And I met my other half, Nick, and the rest is history. So we're I think, oh my God, stop. 18, 19 years. Yeah, so it's, he was on the flight and he can, he'll tell you a completely different story. He'll say, this absolute diva got on, made me move my seat, told everyone not to speak to her, not to feed her, and then passed out. <laughs> oh, um, wait, this is so special because you were, you like decided that that was going to be the flight. You, you were going to, you know, you really pushed through. Yeah, I had to do that flight because I knew if I let that flight defeat me, it would affect me for the rest of my life. And I would just, you know, I'd say that I'm defeated. And um, and, and, I, and I made it happen using all these tools and met, met the love of my life. And Oh, um, my, it's like the universe rewarded you. I know. With your soulmates. And this is, you know, it's only looking back, you know, years later or, or when Nick and I chat about it that you realise how big that is and, and and what you did because we just didn't have the language then you know mm. um I hadn't read all these books or you know I, I'd, yoga had only just started infiltrating into the gyms um it was yeah it was a, it was a it was a different headspace that we were all in then I mean I'm, I'm not saying that everything that I've discovered now is new you know loads of people were into it but I think in the mainstream it wasn't kind of talked about so much mental health and um success was much more of a how do you go how do you say it um everything was much more driven and about um working hard and sweating and treading on other people to get places there wasn't this kind of nurturing language that I feel like we have now 
Um, I'm really leaning into the laptop, by the way, Roxy, as if to get closer to you to tell you the story. I'm going to sit oh back God, a bit. No, I'm so, I'm the same. I'm like, oh my God. I also feel like, you know, it is really, it is really interesting to imagine having things like panic attacks and going through this experience without having the language for it. And I think we forget how useful it is and how lucky we are to be in a time today where we can speak to our friends and say, oh my God, I'm so anxious or I'm, I've been having panic attacks or oh, I need to totally. get help. It's a luxury. Even just to, Google, even just to Google it, you know, to have, to have, um, you know, a keyword to Google or, you know, to start, following a hashtag or something on your Instagram and you know mm. inspirational quotes that you know work for where you're at come up I mean yeah that wasn't available then but the the most strange thing was I actually had a friend who was also a best friend was suffering from panic attacks um um maybe a few years before and I'd kind of been her rock and I used to say to her on you know on on nights out or you know places where we're together say how are you doing one to ten and she'd say two you know, four or whatever, and we'd oh. leave. Um, because she looked totally normal. This was this was a thing. Mm-hmm. She looked very, very normal. And so when even when I got my panic attacks, you know, a couple of years later, I didn't recognize them as that because mm-hmm. it was only as I described sweaty palms and this, this you know. Um, anyway, so so that was that. And, uh, and I, you know, then uh, so many things happen. I mean, I could talk to you another time about all this, Roxy, about manifesting, et cetera, <laughs> But um, uh, my second defining moment was probably um, going to Australia for my 30th. Um, This is what's come up in my little brainstorm of what to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. So that was about, that was coming up 2010. Mm -hmm. And we had the recession in 2008 that started. And everything, you know, the whole kind of collective consciousness in the UK was like quite down. Modeling had changed for me quite a bit. I'd started to do a lot of e-commerce, which was great because there was plenty of that modeling work. And once you started, you you almost had a full-time job. I was I was working for uh, different high street brands three to four, five days a week, you know, working with the same teams. It was a completely different kettle of fish than to kind of walk into different shoots once a week or constantly, you know, trudge the streets of London to cast. So it was, you know, I was in a good space financially Nick and I just bought a flat in um, central London um, in Elephant and Castle but there was this feeling that I had to do something for my 30th a close relative of Nick had just died and we just felt like we wanted to go and explore life and and um, he's done a lot of traveling Nick and he'd spent time in Australia and I thought you know I'd really like to go to Australia Um, and so headed out there despite my modeling agency saying are you nuts like people are gonna take your jobs you know you're not gonna you're gonna come back and you won't you won't be you won't have these jobs anymore and then what will happen um and I think for someone who I recognize as fear dictating quite a lot of my life I would say um it still does today in many ways but yeah much more then mm. um it was quite a big thing for me to kind of turn around and go no no this is something that I want to do um and when I got there, wow, so many things. I met one of my biggest mentors, Gary Goro, um, because I decided to learn to meditate. Now, I had been doing yoga for about 10 years at this point. And by doing yoga, I mean, you know, just two, three times a week, maybe um, going to a class in and around London. Um, hadn't kind of launched myself into the study of it or anything I just enjoyed Mm. this really nurturing space um, at a time when power plates were taking off you know (laughs) standing on like a vibrating thing oh my god I forgot power plates I used to love them banging against my skull Um, (laughs) and and so yoga offered this really like you know usually led by a woman which was I think quite different at the time to most um, gym classes And um, you'd be in this dimly lit room and she'd say lovely things and make you think about your heart space. And it just felt so Mm. like a cuddle in the rush of life. Um, Mm. So I was into kind of yoga from that way. But and, and, you know, of course, the Shavasana at the end of the class, we get to kind of lie down and I either zoned Mm. out and fell asleep or I did my to do list for what I was going to do next. I wasn't really meditating. And so there I am in Australia with Nick. And um, and it's very different from when Nick went. I mean, the 
the pound to the dollar was not fun. It was costing us an arm and a leg. Um, there's mm. no public transport in Sydney. You know, we are hiring a car to get everywhere. Um, the modelling jobs are all, um, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? We're all editorial, so you won't be getting paid anything. Um, and I remember... Oh, wait. So when you said you went to Australia, you mean, yes. like, moved there? Oh, well, no. We, a big trip. A big trip. It went... It's, a it, long trip. Not like a yeah. holiday. Kind of. Kind of. It was. It, it ended up being four months, I think. Yeah, four or five months. But that's right. another story. Right, right, the reason right. it went on for so long is because we couldn't get back because of the uh, Icelandic <laughs> volcanic eruptions, and that we'd um, right. we'd, we'd flown oh on um, on uh, what's the word on air miles, and so we were the last person they were bothered about bringing back to the UK. So we got stuck in Hong Kong. And- I feel like I'm having a blast from the past with like the volcano and the recession yes. and power plates. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> back to the noughties and, and back to that fashion's all coming out again. It's weirding me out. But yeah, that was uh, that was then. Right. Um, so there I was in Australia with Nick and uh, and I remembered, you know, you'd wake up, we'd wake up really early just because it was so blimmin' hot. We were there in such a hot part of the of the year. And so we had to get up early just to get anything done. Um, and I remember always seeing these surfers sitting on the cold sand at like 6 a.m. before they got into the sea. And I said to them, what are they doing? They're just going to get cold. You know, you'd think they'd be stretching or warming up. And he said, oh, I think they're meditating. And it just really hit me that, you know what, I want to learn to meditate for my 30s. I want to learn how to do it properly. Because previously, my entire idea of, a, of someone who meditated was a stoner, a bummed out hippie. I'm being very generalistic here. Just that that was my idea of what a meditator was. Someone who was opting out of society, just wanted to be like, oh, chill, yeah, man, you know, whatever, whatevs. <laughs> Um, and I was somebody who really was like, no, you've got to do this to get that done. You've got to work hard and you've got to be there and you've got to apply yourself, you know. Um, so mm. it felt like the opposite of what I thought we needed in life. But I was just really, really attracted to it. And from that moment, I saw those those um, those surfers. I just kept on bumping into people in Sydney who said they meditated and they were people on a dance floor, people in a bar, you know, the 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 runner on set of a shoot, just people that didn't look like this meditating type of person that I had in, in my mind. And I was like, Nick, everything's just pointing towards us. And every time I asked them who taught them, it was Gary Goro. And Gary lived in Northern Beaches where they film Home and Away. And on my 30th birthday, we drove to meet him and his wife and his and his baby daughter, who was about Mahi's age now. And... Uh, he was lovely. It was like the light shone out of his eyes. He just looked so open and relaxed and his wife and and his baby. And I just remember thinking, oh, this is so cool. So he ended up teaching um, Nick and I. And funny enough, Nick was the one that was like, no, no, you do it. You do it. Oh, I don't want to do it. You do it. You do it. And funny enough, he was the one that got hit the hardest by it. He, it brought out all this, oh, I think Nick is that actually the way wiser than me um, and way more grounded and way, you know, and it just really, I just watched him blossom. I, I, for me, I ended up with narcolepsy. I kept on falling asleep constantly every time I meditated and all this fatigue <laughs> and angst came out. Oh. And, and funny enough, I, just, I, I read the opening paragraphs of The Power of Now and where he describes this feeling of doom at the end of the day of what the next day brings, I recognise that in myself. And so I would say that a massive defining moment was being in Australia, learning to meditate and this whole world of possibility opening up. I want to ask, you said as you started that story that up until mm. this point and still a little now, you had been led by fear or you yeah. had been driven by fear. And what did you mean by that? Um, I, it's not like I was, you know, a shrinking violet or a really nervy person, but Mm. I guess, I mean, can I say it's quite British to say a little bit glass, um, half empty because it was a safer Mm. place to be, you know, too much optimism would get crushed or you'd look Mm. silly or it'd be wrong. And, Mm. um, you know, I, I didn't want to get things wrong. And, I, you know, 
you, I guess it was this, I guess if everything boils down to love or fear, I was making a lot of decisions from the fear space without it necessarily appearing like fear. So um, it, there was very much this idea of staying in your lane, like, you know, because why, why you know, uh, manifesting wasn't even a word that I was aware of then in that way. Mm. But it would be like, why would you think bigger than you can be? Like, you know, do what you can do and just stay there or um, yeah. be careful because of this, you know, that kind of um, language all the time of, uh, oh, this might happen, so don't do that. I say, mm. you know, it's hard. It's, it didn't come from any one person. I think it was just the way, oh, I guess, the schooling system is, the, you know, there was... There was this idea of yes, you can do anything, but it felt like the big American dream, and it didn't feel like totally. yeah, it just wasn't the language that we had for me anyway, for myself growing up, and my parents were very, you know, they were very supportive and encouraging. Um, it's not like they uh, made me fearful. It was just the way that I found everyone did things. If that makes mm. sense. No, I totally um, get that. So, yeah, not this idea that out of nowhere can come magic if you imagine it so. Definitely not. Yeah. That was Disney. <laughs> How did meditation then change that for you? I would say meditation took off. So this is really interesting because um, I would say that I brought a lot of angst with me from the UK because here I am with Nick and I are in Australia and as models or anyone who's freelance I think can can recognize this you you don't have a big plan necessarily um you don't know you don't have any, any job security you are as a model very much uh, assessed on your looks or your um so you you know having taken ourselves out of our regular clients and found ourselves in Australia where you might get the odd commercial and it was very expensive. They had, we had this feeling of lack of, you know, like, oh, we, have we got a job when we go back to the UK? Are we earning enough money to be here? What's our plan? You know, we're, I'm 30, Nick was 35. Um, there was a little bit of a feeling of, of, of dread. So, yeah, and I remember having a heart-to-heart -heart with Gary, my teacher, and him saying, you know, um, so tell me what's what's going you know what's going on in life or or something like that like a really open ended question and I was saying saying well like you know life is good life is good but um, he's like what's the but and I was like oh you know uh, he's like what and I said well you know I worry about my family I worry about my sister I worry about um, what job I've got next I worry about uh, how I'm going to earn money when I'm going to start a family what my real job is going to be or he said yeah but what's wrong right now and I remember it so distinctly and I was like running around in my mind for something concrete to say well actually there's this um mm. and I realized I just you know that didn't really you know there wasn't anything to be worried about it was almost as if when life is good it means something bad is going to happen I guess that is a good way of summing up the feeling yeah. that I was carrying around with me you know, what was yeah. tomorrow going to bring because I've, I've had it easy or this has gone well. Mm. So that, there must be a catch somewhere. Um, yeah. God, you're making me really think about this. But, yeah, I guess that's where, why that idea of doom coming was the, was the bit in the um, intro to The Power of Now, the Eckhart Tolle, mm. and I, you know, that where I was like, wow, I can see what he's saying. So in meditation, I was feeling all of this fatigue and um, I guess – programmed or stuck experiences or negative experiences emotions just basically cracking off me flaking off me fizzling off me um you know emotional things came up weird memories of being embarrassed when I was a six-year-old of doing something wrong wasn't when I was a nine-year-old all things that my rational self had just said oh don't be silly and you know and pushed it further into my cellular memory or whatever you know um all this kind of started to come out and uh, and I felt awake, alive, um, uplifted, free. I think free was a, was a big thing. I felt free. I felt like yeah. fresh and new. And um, I went back to the UK and Nick and I were just, I don't know, we must have been glowing um, with this new <laughs> sense of 
this this superpower of meditation because everyone just kind of kept on coming for a piece of us I literally we I worked non-stop as soon as I got back so did Nick um and at the same time I started to introduce you know kind of healthy eating and recipes and helping people um you know hairdressers and stylists um, makeup artists that I work with regularly all started to get my recipes and get into what I was doing and Nick and I found you know like a um, we were working with Infinity Whole Foods and started to like create um, uh, kind of kitchen clear out boxes so that people could replace you know refined salts with pink Himalayan and rock salt and all this kind of stuff um, and uh, and then ended up in this healthy uh, coaching space of taking on clients and um, and looking after them privately, which was nuts because you know I, I had no formal uh, chef training or nutrition training, um, but I'd read so much, we'd we'd experienced so much, and people just wanted to do what we were doing, and so that's how that happened. But that's incredible. I feel like as I'm like kind of hearing this story, it's almost like I'm visualizing that you've gone there and like you've cracked open this kind of, I don't know, let's imagine this like this dark cloud or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you've cracked it open and you, I can honestly like visualize your like light and like glow and oh your aura my God. And coming we were just back. attracting left, yeah. right, and center. And this was it's before, incredible. This is before um, I read the book The Secret, which actually Nick gave me. Um, mm. um, a couple of hang on had I no maybe no maybe I had already read The Secret no I had I had after I met Nick a few years after when I was still dealing with um, working my way through this fear of of um, flying and things like that I he gave me The Secret because um, that fear ended up being a fear of um, staying away by myself <laughs> I can admit mm. that staying in hotel rooms I had terrible mm. night's sleep um, and not because I was scared of the bogeyman or being, or, you know, someone coming to get me, it was just weird. And, um, and the secret really helped me for that. But yeah, so, so I had already read about, um, um, the law of attraction and I would say Nick and I came back to the UK and we were attracting everything. It was a really incredibly wonderful time that then descended into this chaos of modeling and taking care of private clients and then thinking what the hell are we doing we've taken on so so much push your peak is a brand new podcast brought to you by what bike join me louise minchin and some of the world's most incredible sports people to learn what it takes mentally and physically to push yourself beyond your limits whether you're an elite or everyday athlete it can be hard to continually progress how do you push yourself out of your comfort zone where do you go to find that inner drive tune in to hear these inspiring stories and take away the belief that you can achieve your own goals no matter matter how big or small you can find us wherever you got this podcast just search push your peak ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And that takes me to my third defining moment, which was Mm -hmm. I remember going for a walk with Nick one early evening when we were both knackered. We were running around trying to make everything work with a full-time job and, um, and a couple of clients. And Nick said to me, which would you do if you weren't being paid? Oh, and, what a great question. Yeah. <laughs> and that was when I was like, shit, I, you know, I, I actually have, I really enjoy modeling and the people I get to meet and the things I get to do and the place I get to go. But I'm very much attracted right now to exploring this health and well-being world. And I'm really enjoying the profound kind of um, uh, changes that I'm seeing in, in, I guess, my clients. I and mean, I didn't call them clients back then. But, yeah, I was helping people from, you know, people who had had access to nutritionists and personal trainers. But they were all kind of working in that old paradigm of... Mm. low calorie low fat you know exercise two hours a day there wasn't any kind of this this I guess the yin you know there was none of this nurturing grounding calming everything was about go 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 you know be active burn it off get great leg muscles or whatever um (laughs) and you know my and some it just doesn't work well for many clients especially if they're already burnt out anyway it just drives them Mm. further into kind of stress mode um and there I was saying right bed by 10 no exercise. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I want you to take half an hour to eat a soup. <laughs> um, and these guys were so desperate and they tried everything else that they went with it. And, and, you know, and it was, it was, it was amazing. I was feeling very fulfilled from this time. And, and then obviously it went on, you know, I brought my sister in and we became, you know, Hemsy and Hemsley and it spiraled into books, TV, everything. Um, and, uh, yeah. So how did all that start? And for any of our listeners that don't know if they don't, I'm sure they do, but if, um, because I think that's definitely when I first kind of remember knowing who you were and finding out about you guys and, um, how did all that start? So it started with that landing back in, in, um, from Australia and having experienced, you know, um, having experienced this amazing time of meditation eating well my sister and her then boyfriend actually joined me for a part of it to celebrate my 30th and then Mel and Nick and I also traveled around New Zealand and you know we were in this like incredible fresh air uh this uh I would say it's a really you know Sydney and New Zealand and everything was a really good quality of life in that um you know it was good coffee you know, you could you could drink a soft drink or a fizzy drink, but you could also get a fresh juice easily. You mm. could go to the fish and chip shop and you could get battered fish or you could get grilled fish. You know, there was there was so many options to eating, I guess, more. I don't want to say healthy all the time because I think there's, you know, healthy encompasses so many things. But I guess more wholesome, you know, or or finding, you know, in Ayurveda, we would say it's it's finding the things that, that you need right now to balance you. So you can you can intuitively be like, you know what, I don't want such greasy food today. I need something a bit lighter or I had a very greasy meal last night. I need something a bit fresher. You know, it's, mm. it was a way of being, you know, your own doctor. And yeah, so we came back, uh, uh, Nick and I came back and started working via, via me having, helping friends um, in the industry, in the modeling industry. Um, I got introduced to... Um, my first client and started to cook them full time. Um, and I was getting there at five in the morning, Roxy cooking, <laughs> then, then going to a modeling job at nine, coming oh back God. in the evening, sorting all of his food out. Nick was also modeling stroke acting and also hitting up Borough Market every morning to buy all the ingredients and then like making oh, bone wow. broths at home. And, you know, with our, our, our lovely home in, um, you know, in central, in well, Elephant and Castle turned into this like, big cooking pot house 
and you know deliveries and me traveling across London then I got more clients and more clients and Mel joined me and then we were doing this like you know full on full on full on and then friends started to say oh help me help me and so we started a tumblr and right. uh, which was fun and actually you know my my background's quite creative I studied furniture and product design um and so then and Nick you know it was was had started photography and so we started to blog with these recipes oh my god this feels so crazy talking about this I've forgotten about tumblr um <laughs> And yeah, and so this 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 world opened up to a way of reaching more people, which which was good because I have to say, you know, what I was offering was a very elite service, and it wasn't one that was sustainable that I could reach more people doing. Um, yeah. And uh, and then I have a friend who was at Vogue, and uh, I was well, basically we ended up helping a lot of um, the fashion ladies, shall we say because they basically were worn out by the end of fashion week which had, which was mm. twice a year um and then they started to order our food pre and during and post fashion week and then people who were getting married started ordering our food and you know we really thought we were going to be a meal delivery service and take it that far but we ended up writing cookbooks that took up our time and then we ended up having a restaurant um in selfridges which was so fun and a tv show and honestly, all of that is a blur, Roxy. <laughs> a blur. Oh my gosh. Two thousand fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Oh my goodness. Wellness festivals here and there, TV show, uh, you know, TV appearances. Um, oh, it was it was a mad, fun, crazy uh, time of my life. Um, oh. And yeah, really hard to to. I haven't spent any time really picking it apart it's just all become one big jumble in my head um, that's so lost, interesting yeah we lost our dad as well in 2014 at the end of 2014 oh, so that was also a really, uh, weird one grieving in a semi-famous <laughs> state um right I'm sorry um, no it was uh it was mm. yeah with so many learnings from that too and we we had a lot of time with my dad as well when we when we mm. knew he was unwell so um lots of lots of hidden blessings I discovered Alan Watts during that time um I don't know if hmm. you know his work Roxy. I do I do I, I love Alan Watts and you posted um one of his quotes um about measuring productivity by um, play was it by play uh no it? by presence Okay. Yes. I uh, know yes. measuring measuring success not by productivity but by presence or something. Yes. And you, I yes. remember you posted it, and honestly, I, well, I don't even fucking remember it now, but it really did stick with me. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think it's such a it's, beautiful quote. Yes, it's because you know these people, you know these inspiring quotes give us permission to see something other than what our lived in experience dictates to us. You know, mm. it takes us out of our mind and into a broader you know, out of our, our this box that we create um, and allows us to create wider and further afield. And, and, and um, mm. yeah, so there's, you know, all this wisdom and inspiration that's out there um, has really helped me, I think, to be a nicer person. Um, mm. But we're still a work in progress. I'm still, you know, loads of reminders. And actually even just having this chat with you now has reminded me the things that would upset me then and don't now. But then sometimes they come back mm. again. But mm. um, but this time you're better equipped to deal with it as soon as you recognise it. So, yeah, um, I'm a massive fan now, as you know, Roxy, of just bringing meditation into my life in more ways than just the seated practice, my formal mm. practice of using a mantra. Um I guess in the form of mindfulness, which is uh, just being more in nature, doing more gardening, just even when I'm rushing, trying to find that moment where I'm like, okay, I'm here. You know, this is, I'm going to, you know, by rushing, I gain minutes and I also gain, you know, cortisol <laughs> or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm stressing myself out for what, you know, where are you running to? I remember someone saying to me, where are you rushing yeah. to? Yeah. Um, I was having a massage at the time and uh, she finished and said to me, can I just ask you where you're rushing to? And I, <laughs> thought I, I thought I was completely relaxed and wasn't giving off any vibes that I was going anywhere. <laughs> and she was referring to the fact that she could just feel my head going, you know, 
yeah here there and everywhere and mm. um and so yeah I'm much more sensitive to picking that up in other people and in myself which is the most important you know when you you know because you're you know on the surface you're giving off these relaxed vibes yeah no problem man and that's you know I'm cool with that and inside there's like 75 dialogues of of why you shouldn't be cool with that um and you know and all of these are opportunities to 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 work with yourself and know yourself better which I think is uh, the journey right absolutely absolutely and for anyone that's listening that um you know has maybe dabbled in meditation but isn't doesn't have a consistent practice but would like you know because what's the difference in doing it kind of every now and then and actually having it as a regular practice and what's the difference between those and how do you begin that so I would say a regular practice, a daily practice, helps you to, we would say, we, we kind of get to the point where you do two a day. I am not on two a day um, at the moment. I've got, I've got that little baby um, busting into everything. But one kind of preps you for the day, and the second yeah. one gets rid of old rubbish. Mm. So you can think of the other one as helping you get long, younger in many ways because you're just <laughs> ridding the body of toxic memories, conditioning, you know, metabolic waste even, you know, you're in, in a relaxed state, your body is more efficient and more, um, more in tune and, 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 and does what it needs to do. So that's a, that's a, uh, an inspiring way to think, you know, what well, I haven't got time to do five minutes. Oh, actually knowing that it's like throwing out some of my rubbish or doing my dirty laundry, you know, you know, and I'm talking mentally here as well, you know, yeah, yeah. sifting through the rubbish that you accumulate um, in thoughts and and stuff is a it makes you suddenly value why sitting down for five minutes is so important. Um, and and do you it. think even five minutes is effective? I'd say sixty seconds, Roxy. Like honestly, Amazing. do what you can because you know that one minute. If if um you know if we sat for one minute, it would feel like the longest minute of your life because you are present and suddenly you feel like you have more space and you feel like you are not rushing and it's like you can manipulate time which is this crazy thing because you think no time is an absolute science of 60 seconds and you know that leads to a minute to to, to you know an hour to 24 hours in a day to 365 days in a year you know you have this kind of this logical head but as soon as you experience it you know things are different people say you know when I play a sound bath for uh, 15 minutes that it can feel like an hour or it can feel like you know 30 seconds and that's just how you're experiencing it so why don't we you know cr you know creatively um design what our time feels like you know even if you're doing something as mundane as the washing up or as stressful as trying to I don't know avoid something going wrong at work by ringing 50 people to get the answer you know how can you how can you be in that pressing, urgent time, but be present and realizing that this is not this 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 thing you're trying to achieve is not bigger than life. It's not more important than your family. It's not more important than your health. You know, it's a little bit of a, an awareness. So cultivating this awareness of yourself in a room within the world, and I and I think even if you just look up to the sky, I get that same feeling. And I also want to say that if you ever get a chance to do some kind of meditation practice that, that um, appeals to you, whether that's a, a yoga weekend, yoga retreat, um, so breathwork workshop, or, you know, you get into my digital downloadable sound bars and you, you do that every day for a week or two weeks. Um, once you get a taste for what that space feels like after you've meditated, because the actual meditation itself can be really rough you know, kind of Roxy, it can be like all kinds of, mm. you stir up all kinds of rubbish and feelings and pains of like, you know, that pain in your knee that you've been, you know, you've been ignoring because you've had to do this and that. Mm. And then suddenly your body's like, oh, you're listening. Now I'm going to tell you how much my knee, your knee really hurts. Um, yeah. But once you get a taste of how you feel after a meditation, it is so deliciously grounding and mm. yet you feel so able 
that you make that a cellular memory. You can call on it whenever you need. So when I cannot or do not have time to meditate, I just remember the feeling and everything is okay again. And I literally, as I'm speaking about it now, I can feel my whole nervous system just <laughs> recalibrate, you know, balance, <laughs> balance out. And that's it. It's, it's once you get, once you know it, you almost can't unknow it. So get to know it. Yeah. It's well worth it. Oh. I love it. Honestly, you you're you're so calm. Like you have such a calming energy. Oh. I I feel relaxed. Tell that to Nick. You should get Nick on a podcast after to tell them about the real me, the bossy, <laughs> stressy, um, impatient. You know, um, this calm is like yeah. It's it's I've I've known this calm now. So this is this is what I try to attract. And you know, and I really I, I don't get me wrong, I can lose my shit and I can do it a couple of times a day, if not twenty-four hours, you know, twenty-four times a day. But I recover quicker now, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm somebody that can I can be so laid back and leave things to the last minute and then I thrive on rushing to get things done. And then I get my knickers in a twist and I get really like pent up and I get this kind of feel like my uh, like a, like my throat's closed up my shoulders are up by my ears and I'm mm. like jazz come on take a breath you know and you become, mm. become your own coach and sometimes I pretend that I am my the people that have influenced me you know this sounds a bit nuts I can I can sometimes be Gary Goro or Alan Watts or my mum or mm. or Susie Pearl who's been another mentor of mine I can suddenly hear what they would say to me and that's it you just you're mentoring yourself what a great place totally. to be in totally I love that. And I think it's so important for people to hear, you know, it's not about, there's not this like perfect state that we reach permanently. It's about understanding how we can cope with it and recover from it quicker and quicker. Yeah. And that's self-development, right? Is it's just yeah. understanding say, yourself you know, and the awareness. We don't want to get rid of stress. Stress is a perfectly natural response that helps us to achieve things when, you know, when it's pressing. Um, but it's how do we recover from that? How do we not let that be our permanent state? That's that's mm. what we want to, to work on. Absolutely. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for sharing your three defining moments. Um, oh, Roxy, I hope it was they, everything you were waiting for. <laughs> oh, my God, it was. I have a couple of quick fire questions before you go. Go for The it. first is, what is your most memorable book? So I think in this context I'm going to say the secret I've never said that before but you've taken me Mm -hmm. back to a time and space that reminds me how oh I hated that book Roxy I remember calling up Nick going but what is the secret I'm reading through the book when am I going to get to the secret (laughs) (laughs) and you know and begrudgingly doing all the little kind of uh, work work sheet things in it and oh god this is boring and then wow it had an effect on me so yeah the secret your favorite quote um you are not a drop in the ocean. You are an entire ocean in a drop by Rumi. Makes me feel empowered. Like, wow, mm. I am everything. Everything is me. Um, and then Titch Hatnan, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way, is a reminder that if I'm not enjoying it right now, then what, what am I, where am I rushing to? You know? I love that. Um, your most influential mentor. I feel like that would be hard for you because you seem to have so many, which is so, so many. Um, I mean, Gary Goro, obviously, because he taught me meditation and he's been somebody mm-hmm. that's helped me in some really sticky situations in my life when it's and I felt like I'm falling apart. You know, those waking up between 2 and 4 a.m. thinking that the, the world is an awful place. <laughs> oh, I'm an awful person. He's been incredible. And then Susie Pearl became my holistic business mentor, which sounds nuts, but my goodness, I recommend it to everybody. Um mm. So she's, she's, and she's has an incredibly inspiring story. You better get her on Roxy. So Gary Goros, you Oh my God, I need to contact her. <laughs> um, a moment where you felt most proud? Uh, probably, oh gosh, so, so many. Um, but yeah, when, it, when my book East by West became Wellbeing Book of the Year. So this is a book about Ayurveda and it's about something that, um, has influenced me a lot over the years, but very gradually. And I remember wanting to do this after the Hemsy and Hemsy books and people being like, oh, it's too niche. It's not, people are not going to get it. You know, uh, why don't you carry on with the success of Hemsy and Hemsley? And I was like, no, this is, this is what's, you know, helped me create the, um, the philosophy to Hemsy and Hemsley. And now I think it needs to, this wisdom needs to shine its light and I'm going to try and help to do that. 
Um, and so it won Wellbeing Book of the Year, um, which was... Sink, just huge. Incredible. Yeah, I, was, I was pretty speechless, <laughs> to be honest, but yeah. Yeah, it's amazing (laughs) oh I bet so you should be Um, your go-to feel-good film so I'm not somebody that goes back to films very much that's very much my type as a Vata I want new or different but um anything Mm. I'm really enjoying I watched a lot more movies than I probably ever have in my life when I was uh, pregnant obviously it was lockdown too um and I was revisiting kind of 80s movies that were so they're so well known and Nick cannot believe I haven't seen half of them so um feel good things like uh strictly ballroom which was um a kind of australian version of dirty dancing it was a baz luhrmann one and that's i love that one a song that cheers you up too difficult especially because i can't remember things half the time but i would say if i need cheering up i'll put on absolute 80s radio so i was born in the 80s and um and I, that was probably the, the, the music that's was a time of your life when you had zero responsibility. So that's, yeah. When, yeah. that's where I go so with that. Um, and the last question is, who is the first person you call to share good news? Um, Nick, he's my best friend. Um, mm. um, my mom, And then I've got about three WhatsApp, WhatsApp, WhatsApp group chats that I'll just ping it to them, you know, straight away. Oh, that's, that's so nice. to get the news out. Yeah. So I've got my... <laughs> I've got my my friends circle who are like my locals who I see the most often and then the wider apart field ones who are like dotted around the world and yes yeah, so I just send send whatever it was that I needed and <laughs> by good news it's usually pictures of Mahi at the moment oh. looking very funny in some weird get up that I've put her in <laughs> Oh, Jasmine, thank you so much. It's been such, such a pleasure to talk thank to you. you and, and I feel like you are very aligned um, and magnetic. And yeah, it's just a real honor to hear your story. So thank well, you. Well, congrats on your book. I've, I've read a little bit in the beginning. I'm very excited for it because I think we just it speaks the language that has changed our lives. And I'd love to speak to you Aww. about that at some point. But thank you thank so you much so for having much. me on, Roxy. Thank Aww, you. Thank you, lovely. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.